At FarmSmart 2021, we heard from a farmer panel on the topic Making Change, Farm Business Gains Through Action Groups. The panel was facilitated by Denise Busell and was made up of four farmers from different action groups who discussed the changes they have made to their businesses as a direct result of being part of an action group. Thank you. And it's great to be here and uh, to have the privilege of being able to facilitate this panel session on um, making change farm business gains through action groups. Um, so action groups are small groups, uh, uh, seven to nine farming businesses that get together, they decide what the focus or what they want to achieve um, for being together as a group is. Um, they have a facilitator to help support them and uh, make sure that they can bring out the expertise and the knowledge and all the wisdom and experience in the group and bring in some outside expertise when that's needed, um, outside knowledge. So these four great people have all been involved in action groups. I'm gonna get them to introduce themselves. Um, but first of all, I did wanna say um, a big thank you to all of you. Caroline and Grant are on the program. Um, Nerily and Haley unfortunately couldn't make it today. And so a huge thank you to Nicole and Fraser for standing in at the last moment. So yeah, it is great to have them. Um, so I'm gonna just get them to first of all, introduce yourselves and tell us um, where you farm and just a couple of facts about your, your farming business. So, um, Grant, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> Excellent. Yep, I think you're good to go. All good? Yep. Uh, yeah, so Grant McCurcher, um, I thought I was going to come up here and make up a whole heap of bullshit and spin, but I see my neighbours are the first people that walk in the room, so that's gone out the window. Um, but anyway, yeah, along with my wife, Elise, and three preschool-aged children, we farm 430-ish hectares uh, inland uh, South Canterbury, so foothills and behind cave. Um, yeah, reasonably traditional, I guess, sheep and beef, uh, 1,700 ewes, 120 beef cows, uh, a little bit of dairy, winter grazing. Um, yeah, probably a bit of a balance of country from stony river flats through to heavy clays and a small amount of um, sort of lower hill tussock. Um, and yeah, like everyone, I guess this year's probably been reasonably challenging, um, had pretty good spring, uh, wet early summer and then no rain until end of May. Um, so yeah, a few challenges around that, like everyone, uh, but we're probably wet lucky compared to some with the amount of rain we got um, at the end of May. It was probably a godsend more than a, than a headache for us, so um, hopefully we're on the path to recovery. Uh, as far as RMPP goes... Oh, I'll hold on, I'll get you, I'll, I'll just get everyone to introduce themselves. So I'm going to throw to Caroline, because you're holding a, a microphone. So can Perfect. you introduce yourself? So this thing on, fantastic. <laughs> yep. So I'm Caroline Letham, hail from Ashburton. So our farm's just off the inland scenic route, Thompson's Track, on the way to some very snow-covered uh, peaks at the moment. And hopefully we won't see much snow uh, on the plains uh, in the coming week. Um, so 430 hectare property, uh, fifth generation farmer, farm there with my mother. Um, previously a banker came back about four years ago to the farm, so we were sheep stud, um, now we're more sort of finishing uh, beef and lamb, uh, cropping as well thrown in there, a pivot development uh, forced that change for us and uh, we've got a little bit of dairy grazing, just like you, Grant, thrown in for some good measure. 
Awesome. Thank you, Caroline. And getting my <laughs> getting my names completely mixed up. Oh, Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Think. Yeah, excellent. Um, <laughs> uh, Nicole Hughes. I farm with my husband, Kyle. Um, sheep and beef farmers uh, in the Glenroy Glen Tunnel area, so Canterbury Foothills. 450 hectares effective. Uh, very diverse land, rolling hills, cliffs, swamp, anything. Um, carrying 1,500 breeding ewes and 120 breeding cows and do a small amount of trading lambs um, and finishing. Brilliant. And if you can pass the mic along to Fraser. Thank you, Fraser. Yeah, so as you know, Fraser Avery, yeah. Uh, Fun with my wife uh, Shelley and two boys in um, South Marlborough at Grassmere there and also with my, my parents. Um, proud to say that uh, 1st of July we will be uh, outright owners of Bonnevere Farm. So uh, an example hopefully of a success, successful succession process. Um, so, you know, uh, if anyone wants to talk about that throughout the day, happy to ask, answer some questions on that. Um, and yeah, two and a half thousand hectares, uh, sheep and cattle 50-50 and 50-50 capital stock to opportunity trading stock, uh, 575 mil rainfall with 1500 mils of apotranspiration uh, recorded at Saltworks next door. Nice, thank you. So you've got a bit of a feel for um, the the guys here and what they're, what they're doing, the background, and they've all been involved in action groups. So the next question I had was, how did you get involved in your action group? And tell us a bit about what you've done as a result. So I'm gonna throw to Caroline to start with. <laughs> so how I got involved in the action group was I was at the Christchurch AMP show, drinking in the bar. <laughs> it's a and good I, story, it's good. <laughs> um, that's the PC version, no, I'm kidding. Um, so, um, and I got introduced to one of the facilitators who had just had her first meeting. Um, she ran a number of uh, groups, Eve Stevens. Um, she was previously KPMG, now she's Rabobank. Yep. And yeah, we got on like a house on fire and she invited me into one of the groups. That's <laughs> Excellent. That. That, that's awesome. It's a great story of connecting and, yeah. and going, yep, this is an opportunity. And so can you tell us a little bit about what you've done on farm as a result of being part of the group? Sure. So um, aside from sort of um, more sort of body conditioning, scoring, et cetera, um, my group was possibly a little bit different in the sense we, um, a pretty wide ranging group really, fairly Geraldine up to Rakaia Gorge. Um, and so we really focused with our sort of different landscapes on more diversification. So we're probably a little bit more medium, longer term uh, in terms of what we're focusing on. Um, and so, yeah, we obviously, I'm sure all you guys went away possibly overnight and did a couple of field trips and went and saw some pretty stunning properties and very interesting businesses as, as well as meeting um, together every couple of months. And so, yeah, personally, um, we focused from uh, farming in the business to more working on it. Um, and so for us, uh, maybe things like Weybridges or cool stores or things like that um, is what we've personally been looking at. It's a really good step change just yeah. seeing the different farm businesses that we've seen through our MPP. Cool, and getting that encouragement and inspiration by the sound of it, yeah, for some of these things. Awesome. Thank you, Caroline. Um, Grant, I'm going to throw to you now because you were 
ready to go before. <laughs> Can you, you tell yeah. us how you got involved in your action group? Uh, yes, so I got involved, a neighbour of mine, um, there was a meeting held in Albury uh, just to, uh, in the early days I guess, to sell RMPP to a certain degree um, and so there was a number of farmers there and we went through the process of uh, writing down what uh, we wanted to get out of something like that um, and then we were sort of uh, there was probably two really groups um, came out of that. There was probably, uh, I guess, what we called sort of the younger side of things um, with similar farms um, focused that we were keen to focus on land growth rates. Um, and then there was another group created out of that meeting as well. Um, and so, yeah, going forward on that, we had quite a tight focus on um, land growth rates probably for the first 12 months, and then we've pushed, our, pushed things out from there. Um, but yeah, I guess on farm for me out of that land growth rate phase was um, probably things I'd been thinking about doing anyway, but diversifying pastures slightly. So I've introduced a bit of lucerne. Um, yeah, I, I guess out of those trials with the land growth rate, we all um, we all tagged lambs. Well, well, took them from weighed lambs, dead lambs, effectively at um, birth, and then uh, weighed a selection at uh, tailing first drench weaning and so forth just to get a bit of a, a basis of where we wanted to go with that and every farmer did that and they were on different um, pastures and that sort of stuff. So effectively out of that there came the, um, what Fraser was sort of alluding to before, that the higher the legume content effectively the better the lambs did. So um, with that uh, in mind on farm of yeah, introduced a bit of lucerne and then a few different, trying a few different other pasture mixes, uh, fishes and clovers, um, some straight clover, lamb finishing mixes, and a few other things along that track. Um, it's early days, I suppose, so um, you're trying to find that sweet spot of what works in our environment. Yeah. Um, and then along with that, just to try and boost, boost those legumes along has changed probably from an autumn fertiliser program to a spring fertiliser program. Um, and then, yeah, it's just, I, I guess it's early days, so wait and see what the results of that are, but that's probably the main the main two things at the station. Cool. Um, and you also had mentioned um, changing some poli cattle policies and things uh, like yeah, that. Sorry. So yeah. early yep. on as part of that, um, yep. yeah, just trying to, I started off dairy grazing um, and I'd probably shift more to a capital focus, um, increase my ewe numbers. Um, and I have, I used to graze um, beef cattle for a neighbour um, and then so that effectively is just through circumstances that um, herd came up for sale, so I purchased a portion of those mm -hmm. and um, cool. and have gone down more that track, um, selling yearling bulls to the awesome. industry and then fattening um, the replacements. So yeah, as part of the RNPP, we sort of workshop that on a field day at our place. So that was probably awesome. helped that decision making, I guess. Yeah, no, that's real cool because that's that's the direct benefit of being involved in the group and hearing from others and um, and having that chance to hear, uh, get that range of data and and collecting um, and experience from across the group. Thank you. Can you pass it over to Fraser and we'll hear Fraser how you got involved in your action group. Yeah, so yeah. I, I love a challenge and. Um, few years back I was just yeah felt like I needed a new challenge and so I um, was talking to some of the people at RMP in Wellington and um, and anyway they sent an email around I think it went through Rabobank to a lot of Rabobank clients of, of basically what I'd said to them in conversation and as a result we got some like-minded farmers throughout the country so I was involved in the first nationwide uh, mm. yep. action network group that was started um, and yeah, in terms of what I've got out of it, so I think uh, so. Our focus was was probably at a, at a higher level um, than, than a lot of the stuff. And we have done a few farm tours, uh, more as a social exercise. Most of our learning's been in, in the big cities uh, with with speakers, and uh, has been really awesome. And so I feel I've 
I've grown hugely as an individual um, and hopefully as a as a future leader in our industry. Um, I also mentor an action network group in North Canterbury, which I've awesome. found uh, yeah, has been uh, huge for, for personal growth as well. That's really cool to hear about that. Yeah, because um, those the sharing experiences seems to be one of the key features, not in your group, but also then where possible across groups. So, yeah, cool. Thanks, Fraser. And... Nicole. <laughs> uh, we joined our group in mid-2018, just I think it was through some marketing from Beef and Lamb. Yep. Uh, nagged my husband to come along as well. Excellent. So <laughs> That's good. Um, he, he enjoys it now. Um, quite varied. We have some high, um, high country stations in our group as well as some flattening uh, farmers, so it's quite varied, um, but all similar that our group focus was on flock management. Um, and performance increasing um, and we highlighted certain areas within that uh, to focus on so animal health plans, uh, pasture quality management and data collection. Uh, as for us on farm, I think Fraser talked about your team, um, we focused on who our team was and were they working for us. Um, so that resulted in a complete change of vet practices for us um, and a total animal health plan designed for us, um, which has been really um, monumentally, dramatically changing on our farm. Um, uh, another key area we were looking at was increasing lambing percentage in our two-tooths um, and yeah. uh, data collection for that was really important. Um, we didn't lamb hoggets because we had trouble growing good hoggets out to tutus once they lambed, so we looked at why that was and we've um, come up with some good benefits of the small on-farm changes and resulted in us being able to lamb hoggets, good lambs, and continuing through to good tutus use as well. Um, results have been pretty amazing. We've had high yields on our carcasses for our lambs being killed. We've had more prime lambs being killed at weaning time, um, and we put that all down to um, RMPP and just having that ability to discuss ideas um, with other like-minded farmers, but in a safe um, environment. You know, mm. it's not at the pub where you're talking about who's got the bigger <laughs> horsepower tractor and, and everything like that. It's mm. actually good, honest talk. It's yeah, so it's been really, really great. Yeah, and the chance to really dig into the data, I suppose, totally. and share yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. And what I love hearing is the diversity there of ways of getting involved in a group as well as the focus for the group and the small and big things that resulted. Uh, so, yeah, just illustrating that this is about what works for you and your business, not about what anyone else might think is important. Um, so, questions, anyone? Woohoo, down the back. I've got a chocolate for the first person to ask a question. So, yes, Carrie. <laughs> Denise has always got chocolate. <laughs> um, my, question, my question was going to be, you guys have all been in um, action groups now for a varying length of time. Uh, how do you think the longevity of the group is? Is it something that, you know, is it, it's a 12-month job or is it a 10-year And Have you had the ability to change your focus as you've gone along? Cool. So anyone want to start or I'll nominate someone? Oh, go. Yep. <laughs> you've got it. Go, Caroline. Sure. So um, my particular action group has probably been close to two years now. 
Um, I don't know about you guys, but we, um, our facilitator has now moved back to a family farm North Canterbury Way and we are more taking it on board ourselves um, and getting specialist um, expertise in, which we feel has worked for us. And I think a big part of RMPP is um, who you do have in your group mm -hmm. as well. So that can just be um, a matter of fortune, really. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, anyone else? Uh, yeah, Nicole? Uh, our group's been going for about three years now, um, and we, with RMPP um, finishing, we've all actually decided to reinvest our own money um, and keep the group awesome. going. Yeah. Um, with cool. the same, we're lucky to have the same facilitator, so we're probably, because we're focusing on a more of a breeding program, uh, the three years we're just seeing the fruits of that labour now. Mm -hmm. um, I think any shorter, and you're not going to see those results um, within that group. So, um, we'll probably keep going for another three year cycle, hopefully. So we can, yes, and we're just resetting focus um, on our goals. Um, and they've changed a lot from our original. So you sort of do veer off the path, but um, yeah, no, it's, yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. Grant, Fraser, anything you wanted to add? Yeah, uh, good question, Kerry. Yeah. I think um, probably the key to the longevity is, is Good facilitator. Nice. Um, you know, the facilitator's huge. And and that constant, I guess, drive to, to look for the change and the opportunities. So, you know, where you start might not be the continuation of the focus. You know, a lot of these groups that I've seen in the past, they kind of have a life. And I think that's, you know, what your question was getting at. And so to, to continue on for the 10 years, there definitely has to be uh, some really good drive to continue to get um, the same sort of learnings and growth from it. Yeah, it's cool. Grant, did you want to? Uh, yeah, just so for our group, we're sort of three years and we've just gone through a similar thing, um, a change of facilitator, but we've probably all committed to putting in our own money and, and carrying on. But I think really for us, um, having that narrow focus was good because most of us are involved in other discussion or general discussion groups. And so we wanted to have that narrow focus so that it wasn't like a normal discussion group where you go along and do a farm tour and, and, and you can probably uh, not get too much out of it at times. So, um, yeah, for us, we probably think we need to refocus to a reasonably narrow goal to something we want to um, to get out of that. And then from there, we, we might have a couple of groups drop out, but we'll probably add another couple in just if that doesn't suit them. But, yeah, I think the key is for us is around the facilitator, as Fraser said, but then also having a, a reasonably key focus or something that we can get our teeth into. Nice. Thank you. And again, like illustrating the diversity and what works for one group will be different for what works for another group. So awesome. Um, another question that people might have. Um, thanks, guys, and, and thank you heaps for, for you know, sharing um, your experience with, with the various groups. Um, I, I think, Grant, you mentioned the fact that, you know, if, if there's people, um, if there's farmers here today who are really keen to, to initiate a group um, or join a group, you know, have you have you um, within your groups had new members join part way through, and is that you know still an option? And how would you go about that? Uh, yes. So our facilitator, or just obviously we've had just a recent change of facilitator, and we're changing from fully funded to self funded. So yeah, we've had uh, two people or two couples just join our group, um, and I think we are going to lose one couple that with the focus changes. So yeah, I think I don't know every group's different, but. The way once we became self-funded as a group, we just discussed it, and um, 
and then our facilitator, because our facilitator had another group that was probably not going to continue, but there was a couple of people within that group that were keen to carry on. So she's thought they would fit into our group reasonably well and just amalgamated them in. So I think there's probably an avenue there, but it's probably got to be um, maybe facilitator driven. Mm. And group by the sound of it, the group still yeah. needs to agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fraser, yeah. Yeah, so for our group, when we went from uh, being funded to self-funding recently, we talked about that, bringing more people in. But as a group, we decided the relationships that we'd built, it was going to be very difficult for someone to come in and engage at the same level the rest of the group was because we'd been on a journey of you know, such big growth and um, yeah, we just decided that we were probably better to, to stick as we were or, or do a complete rest sort of start. Nice. Cool. Nicole, Caroline, anything to add? Uh, yeah, our group have has sorry uh, decided to have some new people come in. Uh, we've sort of let them um, come along to one workshop and see how they feel about joining, whether it is for them or not for them. Um, and then, yeah, as um, Grant said, yeah, facilitator um, has been a pivotal role in, in sort of putting those right people with the right group. So mm. um, some groups in our area were disbanding, so some were cropping, so not ideal for our group. So, yeah, so it has been a bit of a trial and error, but... Um, We'll see you next month. <laughs> well, and that is the ultimate test, yeah, um, to see how it all beds down. Just quickly, uh, yeah. on that facilitator piece, I know that one of our group members is sort of uh, doing a little bit of training as a facilitator as awesome. well, which yeah. um, Beef and Lamb have actually led a yes. little bit, which yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's great to see, and they can sort of amalgamate. Yeah. Yeah, and there's definitely opportunities for that. So, awesome. Great question. Um, we've got time for another one before we keep moving on. So, another question. Woo, down here. Thank you. I've used up all my chocolate. It was only the first two people that got chocolate. So, that's very bad. I'd like to say I have more, but I ate it. So, um, I don't have any questions. <laughs> go, go. Um, um, just on the personal side, how did each of you change as a consequence of the group? I mean, the human nature, the dynamics. What did you feel that you are now better? Or what you say, okay, this is just bringing out the worst of me. So how, how you personally changed over the last two, three years? Awesome question. Go, Fraser. Oh, I, th I think for, for me, um, we did a lot of stuff around that space. So, you know, we had a session with um, a world champion public speaker. Um, Hopefully, I didn't say um too often up there today. <laughs> no, you didn't. But we, um, you know, I, I learnt, I guess, a lot of skills in that space. Uh, we work with a lot of people, you know, understanding sort of who we are and, 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 you know, how we think and that kind of thing. So I think, yeah, for me, I've I changed hugely as, as an individual, um, yeah, in, in that kind of way. Mm. Cool. Uh, yes, so I guess from my point of view, um, I probably learnt uh, as an owner-operator, um, probably stuck in the grind most days, it's, sometimes it's hard to see the, the wood for the trees, so um, to take that opportunity to step back on a day like that when you're around like nine people and that sort of thing to, to um, yeah, I, I guess probably think outside the square a little bit of, of new ideas. Um, 
as part of our group around, I guess, land finish, we also threw a couple of probably more personal development days in there as far as uh, motivational speaks and that stuff goes. So that also, I guess, um, opened, opened us up to different ways of thinking and that sort of, that sort of stuff. So that's probably the big thing for me. Nice. Uh, for me personally, I've been in the egg sector for... I won't say how long, but well, um, and more in a supporting role um, in uh, large businesses. And I think the group gave me the ability to say that I'm a farmer. I'm not the supporting person. I'm yeah. a decision maker within yeah. our um, farming company. Um, I'm also a mother, a taxi driver, a cook, and everything else. <laughs> you got lots of hats. Um, That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it gave me confidence to back those decisions that I wanted to make on farm. Um, yeah. in, you know, in partnership with the husband and, um, and follow those through. So it was, yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Thanks, Nicole. <laughs> so I think just following on from you, Nicole, actually, so my group is mainly sort of uh, mid-30s, <coughs> early 30s, and um, ages and stages. So I think for us particularly, we, we are definitely going through a real farm succession mm-hmm. time. Um, we do have a couple of older members in the group so it's just been fantastic to ask them what they're doing and they're actually going through some similar things that we are as well and I think it's just um, more taking that seat at the table it's probably yeah. given us a little bit more confidence there yeah nice Fraser yeah yeah go I, I just wanted to touch on a, a point Nicole made actually about you know how she felt in our sector and it's something um, I didn't mention earlier but uh, probably should have the um, involvement of women in our sex section has been huge. Um, you know, I've noticed over uh, probably the last five years in particular, um, just we've got more and more women, you know, in all aspects of our you know, sector, and it, it's awesome. And it frustrates me that there's elements of our sector that still struggle with that. Um, and so, you know, when I hear someone, you know, like Nicole say what she did, Unfortunately, I hear that quite a lot, um, and you know, it's important for you to know that there's a whole lot of us out there that really appreciate the work the women are doing for us, and know that we're a better industry with you involved. And so, keep up the good work, and uh, those that struggle with it will uh, will slowly you know move move aside, and and you'll take over. So, well done. Yay. <laughs> That's excellent. Thank you. Um, thanks, Fraser. And thank you. Um, thank you, Nicole. Um, now, was there a last burning question before I move on? I've got a couple of couple of ones to finish. No? Yes? Okay. Well, I was going to ask the panel um, about when they're thinking about change uh, and whether it was the group or something on farm that might have been tried that just didn't work. Um, can you can you tell us anything about that and maybe what you learned? Um, yeah. Well, I kind of I had a question about what could have been better with your group, so you can get, use that no, as a starting point. No, that's right. I probably um, yeah. For us, I think after twelve months of Pretty, pretty narrow focused on the lamb growth rate. We probably, um, I wouldn't say we lost track, but we probably um, drifted a little bit. And I think it was probably important for us to get back to um, another focus so that we were, again, it was different to a normal everyday field day. Um, so, yeah, that was important for us. And, um, and I think the key in that was having a facilitator that could probably um, really focus us 
into one specific area. Nice. Yep. Yep. So some processes and, and help and structure to do that. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Grant. Caroline, you're holding the mic. I'm going to <laughs> going to say, <laughs> can you add anything from your experience? Uh, so much like you, Grant, uh, we probably did definitely drift a little bit and needed to narrow um, at certain times our structure or um, what we were focusing on with diversification. Um, we definitely started with an action plan and um, to sort of build a business plan for our particular businesses to take away. That was a definite goal we had at the start. Um, and we didn't always meet those milestones, but we sort of regrouped and got there in the end, shall we say. <laughs> Excellent, yeah. And sometimes it just takes time, doesn't it, to work through these things, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, just to add to that, um, yeah. also probably in our group we had a, a day right at the start to put down some few ground rules to just to make sure the group was going to be right. Um, and yeah, and a lot of that was around really buying into it and um, and making the effort when you are there, you're there totally. So yeah. probably again after 12 to 18 months of that, um, there was probably a little bit of drift. So yeah. again, it was just to get people refocused to make sure that um, we're only meeting four or five times a year to make yeah. sure that when you are there, you're fully buying in and, um, and contributing to the group. Yeah. No, that's good. And that's natural. We all kind of yeah, get uh, unfocused and forget what we're actually there for. And so having someone just to reconnect and, and check in. Um, Nicole, did you want to add anything that you thought maybe you um, learnt from? I just ummed. Uh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, um, facilitating was, yeah, key. Um, I think a few issue, well, a issue we had was guest speakers. Mm -hmm. um, some didn't quite get our ethos for our group um, mm. and it was just having a bit of respect for that person. They were doing their best, they'd made the time to come. Um, possibly didn't learn as much from them, but um, so it was key that our facilitator figured out how our group um, was thinking and, and making mm. sure that those guest speakers um, were right for our topic. Um, so that was a bit yeah. of a challenge we had, yeah small issue with one um, but now that we've got that sort of set we're right we've got some good ones so. cool yeah and unfortunately sometimes it's that ex having that experience which means you know you need to nail that that kind of thing um, Fraser did you have anything no no, no to add to that well well that's quite good because the next question I had kind of segued from that um, expert bringing in the outside knowledge and just thinking about the experts that you had access to or um, heard from and uh, I, I had a couple of you talked about um, that opportunity to seek that get to know an expert I guess in in a group setting and how has that uh, influenced whether you've kept on um, getting some information from them or dealing with them more you know I'm interested I guess in exploring that how that connection with experts has helped or not helped so yeah go ahead Go, Nicole, thank you. <laughs> um, so we obviously had field days uh, where we went and visited um, high-performing farmers and stuff, and, um, you know, they're experts in their um, area, yeah. um, which, you know, they had the experience and the know-how and what worked for them. Um, so that was great. We also had paid professionals come in. They were fantastic as well. Um, probably the best thing... For, my husband would like me to say um, for the expertise is that we're all expertise in our own farms and he actually learned a lot from that car ride home or having the beer and the meal afterwards yeah. and having that chat and just having that one golden moment of, gosh, that sounds like a great idea. I wonder if we can do that. Yeah. Um, so it was very, you know, 
we say expertise or professionals, but we're all professionals in a way. Totally. Um, so it's been able to um, connect with the right one. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, actually recognising the different range of experts and it's your peers as much as expert in inverted commas. Caroline? Uh, so one probably direct example is um, our last sort of funded um, media experts. We, we we were in Christchurch here and um, we were visiting NZ Moreno and um, Hadley, strong walk development manager, showed us around and gave a pretty insightful talk and Actually, just before that, a couple of our group members had set up meetings prior to our day um, to talk about strong wall contracts, which is fantastic. That's just a direct example um, from that. And they may never have done that unless, you know, we were all sort of meeting there and taking the time out. Yeah. Um, we also actually continued on during COVID and um, even got some people in um, who we normally wouldn't get because we could via Zoom. Yes, which yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, and we heard that from a number of groups, actually, that they had the opportunity to zoom in people that you just wouldn't be able to get. So they had, had they had that time. Cool. Um, Grant, any experts that stand out for you? Yeah. Uh, yes, so we, um, again, probably back up what Nicole said around um, just probably what you learn with the people that are in your group. But um, on top of that, we yeah, had a lot of uh, excellent experts um, yeah, especially early on around that land finishing, like we had an animal health expert, uh, um, a forage expert, ag agricom, um, yeah, a genetics expert, uh, fertiliser, and that sort of stuff. And, and all those guys were really open to um, communicating with you after the day. So we all got their presentations with their contact details, and they were more than happy for us to contact them directly. So that was important. But I think probably, again, I've probably said it before, but the key involved in that was... Um, our facilitator had a hell of a big network and um, and he pulled in people from all around the country um, that were sort of top of their field. So, yeah, we probably got a hell of a lot out of that. Oh, that's awesome. And I know some of the facilitators were exchanging notes about who who were helpful and also like, oh, we're getting this person in from, you know, from a different island. We can share that person and those kinds of things, which just works out really well um, and provides numbers of groups. So how about you, Fraser? Anything that you'd add? Oh, I just think, you know, you can learn something from everyone. Yeah. And the, the more people you engage with out there, the hungry, you know, we get to, to engage with more and learn more. And, um, yeah, the comments the other three have said, you know, totally agree with. Yeah. Um, while you've got the mic, I know that Fraser's group, um, because it was a national group, they did a lot of meeting online. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about that? Because your group actually spent a bit more time online than maybe some of the other groups. So anything that you'd like to add? Yeah, look, I think, you know, um, as an individual, I'd done a bit online before COVID, and uh, so I was sort of accepting of it. But uh, most of us farmers, when online started, were kind of like oh, a bit hesitant and standoffish. But uh, I think most of us have come around to the fact now it's it's the world we live in and uh, it's great. You can go out and shift the sheep and do whatever and shoot back in and, uh, and sit on your computer, have a meeting. You don't have to have a shower and get changed and uh, the next thing you're back out. The worst part is you, you miss the good lunch and all that kind of stuff. But um, And some of the networking and those sorts of opportunities. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's been a, an opportunity um, that's meant we've been able to hear from some speakers around the world and uh, mm. and different people at a whole lot less cost than what it might have been, but uh, there's still nothing like face-to-face. -face. Absolutely. Agree, but it's a good start when you're spread all over the country and, as you pointed out, Caroline, the opportunity to get people that otherwise you wouldn't be able to. 
Um, so we're nearly out of time. And the last um, question that I had for you guys um, is, is along the lines of your question, but kind of what would what's the one thing that you would say to other farmers um, who might be considering the opportunity to join an action group? Like what would be the, the one thing that's important? So Fraser. <laughs> Oh, look, I've been involved with lots of programs. I think the Action Network groups have been the best vehicle for learning and extension that I've seen. Um, you know, the, the small groups, there was a lot of discussion about the size you know, and all that sort of thing at the start, but it seems to work. You know, I've been involved with a lot of groups and uh, and the learnings have been huge. Um, you know, it creates a great environment where everyone asks their questions, everyone gets the questions answered, and um, yeah, look, I think it's fantastic. And if you get the opportunity, get involved in one. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be with you know people in your community. It can be like what I've done for people outside. Uh, you know, it could be with some dairy farmers or you know whatever. I think you know, open your your mind to to what sort of group it could be, and it's amazing what you can learn. Awesome. Caroline? Um, I'd say because you get to uh, choose your own sort of topics that you want to look at and they may change, as we've touched upon, um, it really empowers you as a group. You know, you're interested in it, you want to show up, not just for the lunch. Um, <laughs> important, but yes. Important, yeah. <laughs> um, which is fantastic, yeah, so it really does empower you as a group. Nice. Grant? Yeah, I think probably, yeah, if, if you can get into the right group, the right facilitator, um, there's huge value on it. It probably just gives the opportunity to step back from the day-to-day -day and, and sharpen the X, uh, so to say. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I got great value out of it, and I think um, most people would um, as long as they're in the right mix of people and, um, yeah. and with the right facilitator. Nice. And so it is worthwhile checking that out, like making sure it is the right mix for you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And Nicole? Um, my advice would be yeah keep open-minded um our examples our focus was on you flock management and at that time we thought oh like this we want to sell the ewes we've had enough We're, you know <laughs> yep. um, and it has just made us so passionate because we've got stuck into it and actually glad that we didn't do that so just keeping your mind open to new ideas um, and listening, um, just just listening to the to your group and, and the advice is yeah. excellent. Thank you. So I don't know about you, but there's been some gold bits and it's really cool to hear other people's experience with action groups and in these types of opportunities. So I want to say a huge thank you to Caroline, to Nicole, to Grant and Fraser. Thank you so much for sharing your experience. And these guys will be around if you do want to, if you've got a question in the back of your mind, they'll be there to have a chat. Plus the people that put up their hands who've been involved in an action group or, um, uh, or are still involved in an action group. So some people here to talk to. Let's thank our farmer panel because they were awesome. Thank you. Thank you.